Well, praise the Lord, everyone. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. Amen. To prepare to look into the word of the Lord. Amen. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting in his truth. And do it to all generations. I am so excited about our Savior and our King and what he's doing in our lives. Amen. He is such a wonderful God, a great God. Amen. And there is none like him. Praise God. I am so thankful for the Lord and what he's doing and what he's given us and how he's blessing us. Amen. Such a beautiful day again today. Praise God. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord hath made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Amen. Praise God. I'm excited about our God. Amen. I'm so thankful that I have an opportunity to share the gospel, to preach the gospel. Amen. To teach the gospel, to open our understanding into the things of the Lord. So before we get started tonight in our Bible study, amen, we want to go to the Lord in prayer again tonight. Amen. Asking God to be with us, that God will bless our nation, bless our district, bless our ministers and families and our loved ones all around the world, wherever they may be tonight. Amen. We want our Savior to touch each and every one of us. Amen. So join with me tonight. Amen. Right where you are and call upon the name of the Lord. Father, we exalt you again tonight. Lord, there is none like you. You are the great I am, the way, the truth, the life, and the door, Jesus. Uh, and God, we look unto you, who is indeed the author and the finisher of our faith, uh, who for the joy endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne on high. God, and I thank you tonight that I have another opportunity to lift my voice, to lift my hands, to give you praise, to say thank you. Thank you for your people, Lord God. I pray, Lord, for those that are sick in body tonight. Uh, those that has been diagnosed with this virus, oh God, I plead your blood over them. Uh, I ask that you would touch each and every one of them tonight, oh God, uh, that you would move upon them, oh God, tonight, that you would raise up, oh Lord. Your word tells me that you were wounded for our transgressions, you were bruised for our iniquities, uh, and the chastisement of our peace is upon you, uh, and with your stripes we are healed, and we claim complete wholeness tonight. Uh, in the body of Christ, in every home, in every family, in every life tonight. Uh, oh, God, I pray for our nation. I pray for our president. I pray for his cabinet. Uh, I pray for those as part of the CDC, oh, God, uh, uh, the healing teams, oh, God, the nurses, uh, the doctors, the medical personnel, the first responders, uh, and all those, God, that are putting their lives in harm's way tonight. Uh, I pray for your protection and healing and strength uh, to be over them tonight, O oh God. Those that are giving birth tonight, O oh God, or have given birth this week uh, to new life, O oh God, I pray that you would continue to bless them and heal and strengthen them, O oh God, uh, in every place. O oh Lord, I pray tonight uh, for our military men and women around the globe, O oh God, uh, that your hand of protection would be over them, O oh God, that you would protect them, O oh God, the nation of
nation of Israel tonight for protection, oh God. Touch them, uh, oh God, in every nation, every kindred, every tongue tonight. Uh, our district tonight, oh God, our district superintendent, our district board, uh, our department heads and leaders, oh God, our pastors uh, and pastors' families and saints of the Most High God. Uh, I pray for them, Lord, our loved ones in every household, Lord, uh, our brothers and sisters, oh God, our aunts and uncles, uh, our nieces and nephews, oh God, our children, in every place, oh God, in every home, in every life, oh God, uh, that you would reach down and minister, Lord God, uh, minister to the discouraging life tonight, oh God, uh, minister to the suicidal life tonight, uh, minister to the lonely tonight, oh God, uh, I pray that you would go in every hospital ward, oh God, uh, in every nursing home tonight, oh God, uh, that you would protect the elderly, that you would touch them, oh God, uh, in every place, Lord God, uh, I pray for your wisdom and knowledge and understanding uh, to be over our leaders uh, in every place, oh God, as only you can do, Jesus. Uh, God, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. Uh, God, I know your word tells me that all things do work together for good uh, to them that love you, to them who are to call according to your purpose. Uh, you tell me, oh God, to cast all my cares upon you uh, because you care it for me. Uh, you ask me, oh God, to look unto you who is the author. Oh, God, touch us again tonight, oh, God. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your power. Let your delivering and wholeness flow to us tonight, oh, God. We need a brand new touch, God. Yesterday is gone. Oh, God, make a way where there seems to be no way, Lord. Let your anointing be over this place. And we give you thanks and we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, oh, God, tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Lord, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Well, I am thinking of the rapture in my blessed home on high when the redeemed are gathering in. How we're raised the heavenly anthem in that city and the sky when the redeemed are gathering in. Well, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow and free from all sin. Well, how we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. There will be a great procession over on the streets of gold when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, what musical, what singing, oh, the city will be rolled when the redeemed are gathering in. Well, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow and free from all sin. Well, how we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. 
Saints will sing redemption story with their voices clear and strong when the redeemed are gathering in. Then the angels all will listen for they cannot join that song when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, when the redeemed are gathering in, they're washed like snow and free from all sin. Oh, I will shout and I will sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Then the Savior will give order to prepare the banquet board when the redeemed are gathering in. And we'll hear his invitation, come ye blessed of the Lord, when the redeemed are gathering in. Well, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow and free from all sin. Well, how we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Well, when the redeemed are gathering in, we're washed like snow and free from all sin. Well, how we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow. We are free from all sin. How we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Praise God. We're looking for that city who has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. Praise God. I'm excited. I'm looking for that day. Praise God for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, uh, with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God, uh, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those of us who remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Praise God. We want to thank you for joining with us tonight. Amen. For this time of studying of God's Word, there's nothing uh, more important than hiding the Word of God in our heart. The Bible tells us in Second Timothy 2.15, to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen that needeth not be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. And as we grow in God and as we study God's word, we see that uh, through it that God has our best interests at heart. And there's nothing taking God by surprise. Over 2,000 years ago, when they penned these scriptures, amen, they knew what we would face today. The Bible tells us, amen, that there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. God knew that what we are going through right now would, would someday happen. And he had prepared us for us. But it's sad to say so many people did not prepare and has been caught off guard. And so, but I want to encourage you tonight. Amen. To don't lean to your own understanding. The Bible tells us in Proverbs three, five, 
and uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So if I can encourage you in anything today, just keep trusting in God. Amen. He won't leave you. He not, will not forsake you. The Bible tells us he did not bring us out to leave us. He brought us out to carry us in. And I'm excited that my trust is in the Lord. And I'm excited, amen, about what God is doing. His ways are not my ways and his thoughts are not my thoughts. Amen. And I know no matter what happened, I'm looking for a city which has foundation whose builder and maker is God. Praise God. So we want to get right into our lesson again tonight. If you have your Bibles, amen, we've been talking this month uh, about compassion, amen, and compassion, amen, is one of those things that are, I feel that are key and essential to us being Christians. Uh, you, when you study Jesus' life, the Bible constantly talk about how he was moved with compassion, amen, from the moment that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God was moved with compassion, and he went about to alleviate their suffering. Amen. And so we need to realize that. And I know right now a lot of people may feel like they're suffering, but God has a way. Compassion is still being given. Compassion is still being brought to the forefront. Amen. Even from our nation's capital, the president, amen, and his cabinet. A lot of people may not see it and may not like him, but in any way, shape, form, or fashion, and it's not political, but amen, immediately, because people was being laid off from their jobs and things, and they immediately went about coming up with a stimulus package to try to help people. That is a form of compassion. He knows people are going to be suffering, and so it's a form of compassion that is being implemented uh, uh, by our leaders. Amen. And so that, I'm thankful that we do have leaders that are moved with compassion. And Jude tell us in the book of Jude, just before the book of Revelation, Jude verse 22, Jude says, On some have compassion making a difference. Making a difference. Amen. Compassion is the emotion that is a sense of shared suffering. Uh, most often combined with the desire to alleviate or reduce the suffering of another. And that's what we should be looking at. Amen. To be a true cross bearer. Amen. Jesus says, except we take our cross daily and follow him, we cannot be his disciples. Then we must be moved with compassion because every day he was moved with compassion. This is what Jeremiah is saying in, in Lamentations 3. He says, it is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. So if God's compassions are new every morning, then ours must be renewed every morning if we say that we are his children. Amen. And so, therefore, we, we need to look at this thing of compassion and how it applies to our hearts. And, 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 and who should we show compassion to? Jude says, on some have compassion. One of the first persons that you should have compassion on is yourself. 
Self-compassion is important. Often we may not see ourselves as needing compassion. Compassion for self is a process of self-kindness and acceptance, suffering as a quality of being human. Human, excuse me. It has a positive effect on subjective happiness, optimism, wisdom, curiosity, agreeability, and sociability. Amen. We have to realize that we have to sometimes have compassion upon ourselves. If I don't learn how to have compassion on myself, I'm not going to learn how to have compassion on someone else. See, I've got to learn how to pick myself up. I've got to learn not to stay in my self uh, pity and my self depressions, amen, and not learn how to have compassion on me. Yes, we're going to make mistakes and things are going to come into our lives and things are going to happen, but I still need to learn how to have compassion on myself. Amen. I have to be able to figure this out for myself. If not, I'm going to make all kinds of mistakes. I'm going to go into a depressive state, and I'm not going to learn how to deal with things. You see, when I can combine my skills and my mindset and my self-compassion together, it gives me the tools and the abilities to recover myself out of those things that may be hindering me and cause me to get back into an emotional state where I am strong in the Lord, I am strengthened in myself, I have toughness within myself, amen, to be able to endure hardness, Paul says, as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. Amen. As a Christian, as I said earlier, I have got to learn how to motivate myself and pick myself up. Some people call it, you got to be able to pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. Amen. You've got to know when you're going through things in your life and how to motivate yourself. Amen. You've got to look at yourself. You've got to have compassion. You're going through your suffering. Sometimes there's not going to be anyone there to comfort you. There's not going to be anyone there to build you up all the time. But you've got to get to the point to where you understand that Jesus is always with you. The Bible said there's no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not accept you allow you to be suffered above that you're able, but with the temptation, he will make a way of escape for you. Praise God. So you have to learn how to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. Now notice what Jesus says in John 13, 15. Go to John 13, 15 tonight. Amen. Talking about having self-compassion. Notice what Jesus says here. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Amen. Now, we know this scripture. He washed his disciples' feet. He he talked to them. He had communion with them and things of that nature. But he showed them how to humble themselves. Amen. And to not think of themselves more highly then they ought to think of themselves. You see, if I think of myself as being better than you, if I think I've got it all together, and I think I'm the best thing since light bread and bubble gum, then I'm not going to show you compassion. 
I'm not going to be moved with compassion when I see your need. I'm going to kick you to the curb. I'm going to keep walking over you. I'm going to laugh at you and all these things. But Jesus says, look, guys, I have given you an example that uh, what I've done to you, you should do to others. He has showed us compassion. The psalmist says, amen, Lord, if you were to mark iniquities, who could stand? He says, but there's forgiveness with you that you should be reverenced or be feared or be respected. Amen. God forgave us. If you stop and think about it, God has forgiven us of so much. God has given us so much. Amen. We are probably one of the blessed nations in the whole world. Amen. I heard a story once of a man going to a house that he had came from one of a foreign country uh, that he didn't have hardly anything. Amen. And as a result, he went to this person's house and he said they showed him the house and he went back and told his family and his friends, say, man, they got so much stuff that they even have to have a separate room to hang their clothes. Walk-in closets, you know. So, but you think about how much God has really blessed us. How much God really cares and how much He has really, amen, alleviated us from pain and suffering and things we have gone through in our lives. How God has really reached down to help us. And so Jesus says, I have given you an example He's forgiven you, think about this, of your sins. He forgave you. And so he says, I forgave you. You should forgive others. You know, he tells the story of the parable about the, the, the man that came back to take inventory. Amen. And, and the man went out and it wanted, a man owed him a whole lot. You know, he owed the king a whole lot. And, and he told the king, he says, if you just get, forgive me for right now, I'm paraphrasing here, and I, I will pay it all. And he forgave him and, and didn't require him to pay right then and there. But that same man went out, and a man owed him, and he took him by the neck, and he says, you know, pay me mine. And he, he says, well, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, and I'll pay you. And he says he wouldn't. But then they came back and told the king what this man had done. And he was angry with him. And he took and put him in prison. We can't ever think that we're so high that we don't need compassion. Amen. we got to be moved with compassion. Think about how much Jesus has helped you. Think about what Jesus has done for you. Whenever it comes to your mind of how much Jesus had forgiven you, how much Jesus had helped you, then you should be able and willing to help someone else. Amen. We've got to be moved with compassion. As I was saying, self-compassion, amen, is you've got to look at yourself, amen, and, and have compassion on yourself. Praise God. Compassion can be taught. See, you can teach people. Amen. You can teach your children how to have compassion. You can teach through studying of how to have compassion. Amen. On others. There was a study done in Madison, Wisconsin. Amen. About people to see if they could learn, you know, 
compassion. And they said it was amazing how many people lives were changed by just sitting and meditating and listening and having things to look at how to make a difference in someone else's life and how their lives were changed by what they was going through. They also says that you can change people whose bullies, uh, 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 life they call bullies, amen, or abusers, life can be changed to more compassion. The way you need to do it is you put them in an environment where they can see people constantly suffering, amen, and take away what they are so used to having, their mindset will change and they will be able to see how important it is to have compassion on other people. Amen. If we teach our children, the Bible tells us, amen, in, in Proverbs 22, uh, uh, 6, amen, to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. We can teach our children how to have compassion on others. We can get them out there and have them to go visit the nursing homes and have them to take some water or something or push an elder around. We can teach them from the youngest age how to have compassion on other people that may not be as fortunate as they are. When you think about UNICEF, the United Nations uh, International Children Emergency Fund, you see it in Asia. is is written on the side of aircraft. Amen. Or you think about the, the feed the hungry, or the save our children, or two below children's mansion, or the lighthouse ranch of boys, or women's shelters, or the Salvation Army. These programs are designed to move upon our hearts of compassion. So that we can see the needs of others and be willing to reach out to help where we can in their lives. Amen. Look at Matthew 25. Go to Matthew 25 tonight. Matthew 25, starting with verse 31. Jesus puts it this way. When the Son of Man shall come into his glory... And all his holy angels with him, then shall he be set upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, and the, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord... When saw we thee a hunger, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, 
inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it to me. Now notice, amen, what Jesus is saying here. He's trying to get us to see the importance of having compassion. Amen. He says, I was in prison. You came to visit me. I was sick. You visited. I was naked. You clothed me. Amen. I was. He lists all these things, and they say, when did we do all this? He says, when you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Amen. We are, we are saved. We are do things for God. But a lot of times we need to realize the value is the people around us that we want to be able to show compassion on. That's why Jude says, on some have compassion. You're going to see people with that needs things done. Amen. It might be your neighbor that needs a helping hand. It might be someone walking down the road that has ran out of gas. It might be somebody on the side of the road with a flat tire. I know that in today's world, amen, because people has become such narcissists and carelessness and treating everybody mean and think that everybody is mean and hateful, that people don't want to stop and help people. Amen. It's kind of like the good Samaritan. Amen. Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan. He says, The man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves, and they robbed him, and then beat him, and wounded him, and they left him half dead. And he says, A priest came by and passed on the other side. A Levite came by, looked at him, and passed on. A, a Good Samaritan came by. The Samaritan doesn't look. He don't care what color the man's skin was. He don't care what nation he was. He don't care who he was. He just was willing to show compassion and to help. Amen. And that story is told by Jesus, I believe, so that you and I would get into the mindset of the importance to have compassion. See, because we never know what tomorrow holds for us. I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. Yes, I may have good health right now. But tomorrow morning, there's no telling how I will wake up. I could wake up tomorrow with a stroke. I could be walking along, uh, out doing my PT or exercising in the morning, and I could step in a hole and break my ankle and need somebody to carry me somewhere. Or I could fall down and break an arm. Uh, you never know what what's going, tomorrow's going to hold. But, uh, you know, if I don't show compassion on others, who's going to show compassion on me. The Bible tells me I reap what I sow. And that's why I try to be as kind to everybody that I come in contact with because I don't know when I'm going to need help from somebody else. And we've got to have compassion. But if I don't have compassion on myself, I'm not going to have compassion on anybody else. Amen. I have to learn these things first and foremost. That's why I always tell my ministers and, and young ministers that I train that the Word of God is always for me first. It's always before I ever preach a scripture to anybody else. It's for me. I have to make sure that I'm doing what it's saying or else it's not going to do any good. There's been times I've preached sermons and I thought, man, nobody was listening at all to what I was saying. And then I realized it was for me. You know? So I've got to learn 
how to have compassion. I don't know what tomorrow holds. Go, go with me to Luke chapter 16 real quick. Let me, let's get to this story. Luke chapter 16, starting with verse 19. Give you a moment to get there. So glad you joined us tonight for Bible study. Praise God, and I hope you are enjoying it. Amen. Watch this. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. There was a rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and feared scrupulously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desired to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs. <laughs> How would you like to name your dog Moreover? <laughs> hey, come here, Moreover. Hey, I'll just be facetious. Moreover, the dog came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and says, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from thence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham. But if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Now, Jesus here is talking about heaven and hell, but if you stop and think about it for a moment, Notice, Lazarus is suffering. He could use some compassion. He could use a whole lot of compassion because he's lying there, just would love to have the crumbs, Jesus says, that fell from the rich man's table. But the rich man seems to offer him nothing. You would think if he's a rich man, he would be able to share something. He would have compassion. But it's kind of like he realized, I've got it all. I'm, I got mine, and I, this poor beggar is out here. See, he doesn't realize that there's going to be a change. Amen. 
there's going to be a difference. And I believe that Jesus tells this story because the rich man didn't have any compassion. But the story is when they get to heaven, amen, and the rich man is in hell and, the, and Lazarus is in Abraham's bosom, the rich man is in torment. Amen. So tomorrow, yes, you could have all kinds of money, you know, but tomorrow you could be pocketless and broke. Amen. You could have all kinds of money, and if the market keeps going the way it's going, there's going to be all kinds of people without money. If you, if, if they don't, the coronavirus don't change, there's going to be a whole lot of people is not going to have any money. And even though you have any money, it ain't going to do you any good. But, but some people are going to be looking for some compassion. Amen. But if you have not offered compassion and given compassion, don't expect to receive any compassion. Say, you, you've got to, you got to understand here what is trying, Jesus is trying to get us to see the value of sharing and helping others. Amen. And, and if we don't get this in our heart at an earlier stage, we're going to suffer. We've all got to stand before the judgment seat. And if we went back to Matthew 25, you remember Jesus says, I was sick and you visited me. I was naked, you clothed me. You know, I was in prison and you visited me. And they says, when did we do this? He says, when you did it to the least of them, you did it to me. So come on in, you know, inherit the kingdom that is prepared for you. But those that didn't do it, notice what he said. They're going to be cast to outer darkness. They're going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, they're going to be suffering. Amen. They're not going to go into heaven. And so as a result of that, amen, it's a wake-up call. So we need to be alert. How many times have we been to the grocery store and we see an elder or somebody barely can make it in the store trying to get something off the shelf and people are pushing them out the way and making comments, uh, I wish this old person would get out the way or I wish they would move that card or, or whatever. You know, they have no compassion whatsoever. Or if they're crossing the street or they're crossing the sidewalk or, or whatever, the, the stoplight, and because they're slow with their walker or can barely make it across, uh, and the light changes, and people lay on their horn and begin to blow it hard. Amen. Think about it. Because they have no compassion. But if they was in that standpoint, and if the Lord tarries and they find themselves they will be able to look back and says, I did not have compassion on that person. Amen. I, you know, it, it always comes around. As the old folks used to say, what goes around comes around. So let me encourage you. Don't get in such a hurry. Amen. That you don't have time for someone else. Amen. You've got to be able to, to help people. Amen. To care for others. Amen. To, to love others. Uh, Jesus says, when you did it to them, you've done it to me. Praise God. So we have to learn how to have compassion first and foremost on us. In other words, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Amen. And say, what would I do if this was me? See, 
if I will have compassion on me, then I'm going to have compassion on others. Jesus tells the story of the prodigal son. And in Luke chapter 15, you drop back a few pages. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. 15, 11. We know this story here. You've heard it probably numerous times. Notice. He says, And a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father. And will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Now notice here. Amen. We're going to come right back. But I want you to notice something here. He came to himself. He began to have compassion on himself. He began to realize, I can't stay in this situation. There's no one there to help him, but he knows what is at his father's house. So he's willing, you see, when you start having compassion on yourself and you're suffering, what you have to realize is you need to humble yourself. You have to be able to humble yourself Amen. When you're going through things in your life, praise God. Because the Bible says in First Peter, he that humble themselves will be exalted. Amen. The Bible tells us before honor is humility. And so you have to be able to look at yourself and have self-compassion upon yourself and humble yourself if you are expecting to get help and your situation, and your circumstance. So he has compassion on himself. He says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rise, and I'm going to go to my father, and I'm going to say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against thee, and I am no longer worthy to be made one of your, called thy son. Make me as one of thine hired servants. Amen. So, verse 20, And he arose... And came to his father. But when he was yet a far great way off, his father saw him, and notice, and had 
compassion on him and ran and fell on his neck. Notice, he had compassion on himself first, and he knew he had to humble himself, amen, in order to receive help. He knew where the help was, but you have to learn how to humble yourself, amen. And as a result, his father sees him, his father sees the condition that his son is in, and his father have compassion. If that son would have got up and says, you know, my dad's got everything I need. I don't care. I'm not staying here. I'm going to just go home and do what I want to do all over again. You know, and had pride in his heart. His father probably would have never restored him. His father would have never probably gave him anything because he had already wasted. He's already had his living. His dad has already given him his living. But because his father, amen, had compassion on others, he was already ready to have compassion on his son as well. The same way with Jesus Christ, with us. Amen. When we have compassion on others, amen, God will have compassion on us. When he sees us, that's why Jesus saved you. He saw that you needed compassion. He saw that you were suffering in your trespasses and your sins. Amen. And he saw that you need to be, and I need to be delivered. He saw that we was going down the wrong path real quick. Uh, and amen. And so he saw us coming and he run and he embraced us and he had compassion on us. And the son, verse 21, said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hands and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let's eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they begin to make merry. Now notice verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf. Because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came the father out and entreated him. And he answered and said unto his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandments. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted cat. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should have be merry, make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Notice, the elder brother Son did not want to show any compassion. He, he was angry that the father was even, you know, having a party. He, was, he seemed to be angry that the dad is, is, 
is excited that his son is found and, and, and back home again. His dad says, son, your brother was dead. He's alive again. As long as he was in the world, he was dead. Amen. Show some compassion here. But no, he did not want to show any kind of compassion. Amen. And the father tried to tell him, you've always been with me. Everything I got is yours. Amen. But he's trying to tell him, look, you need to learn how to have some compassion on your own brother. Amen. How many times uh, in the church uh, do we not have compassion on our brothers and our sisters uh, in the Lord? How many times in our own homes uh, do we not have compassion on our brothers and our sisters who may make a mistake and do wrong. If we never have compassion on ourselves, uh, we won't have compassion on others. Amen. We need to realize the value. Even Job's friends, uh, they didn't want to have compassion on Job uh, for what he was going through. They wanted to accuse Job of everything, but they failed to realize all the things that Job had did for others. Amen. Job had helped others, uh, and Job tried to tell them, He says, if I was in your stead and you was in my stead, I would have compassion on you. I would try to help you. I would try to alleviate you. I wouldn't be pointing fingers at you and accusing you. He says, I will be doing everything I can in my power to help you. Praise God. And this is what we must learn in our lives uh, in these last days. We've got to realize the value and the importance of having compassion on others. If we're going to help alleviate them from their trials, their suffering, and the things they're going through. Paul told the church in Rome, chapter 12, he says, verse 1, he says, I beseech you, or I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, notice, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As a child of God, I can't think and act like the world. I've got to change my way of thinking. I've got to have the mind of Christ so that I can see. I've got to, I've got to have a, a consolation. I've got to be able to console others that are going through things that may be suffering. Go to, go to Philippians chapter 2 again. Philippians chapter 2, start with verse 1. Amen. We, we touched on this passage last week. Amen. As well. Philippians 2. Start from verse 1. Paul says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being in one accord and one mind. Let nothing be done through strife and vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
if Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the multitudes as sheep without a shepherd, we too must be moved with compassion. Amen. Everything that he was and everything he did when he was upon the earth, Jesus says, I have given you an example. We've got to learn. As he told Moses in Hebrews 8, 5, see that you do all things according to the pattern which was showed you in the mount. And what did Moses receive in the pattern? How to build the ark. I mean, not the ark, but how to build the tabernacle. How what else did Moses receive? He received the Ten Commandments. And Jesus would later say, On these two commandments, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and mind and soul and strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. All the law and the prophets hang on love. Praise God. So if I am not moved with compassion, where's my love? Jesus says in John thirteen thirty five, by this shall all men know you are my disciples. Is love. See, and so I compassion is is a form of love. Amen. We we've got to be moved by love. Notice notice what Jeremiah says in, in Lamentations chapter three, real quick. Go to Lamentation chapter three. We're t- we're talking about you know, having compassion on yourself so you can have compassion on others. Limitations, chapter 3. Real quick, back in the Old Testament, right after the book of Proverbs. So, I mean, Jeremiah, excuse me. Jeremiah, Lamentations. Major prophet Jeremiah, and then Lamentations, chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse 1. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 1. Notice what Jeremiah says here tonight. He says, I am the man that have seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. Surely against me, is he turned. He turned his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin have he made old. He have broken my bones. He have built against me and compassed me with galls and travail. He have set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He have hedged me about that I cannot get out. He have made my chain heavy. Also, when I cry and shout, he shut it out my prayer. He have enclosed my ways with hold stone. He have made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait and as a lion in secret places. He have turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He have made me desolate. He have bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He have caused the arrow of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a disruption to all my people. 
and their song all the day. He have filled me with bitterness. He have made me drunken with wormwood. He have also broken my teeth with gravel stone. He have covered me with ashes. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Stay right there one minute. Look what he's saying. All he's going through. Do you think the man might need some compassion? He's he's going through some stuff in his life. He says, I'm praying and it's like it's being blocked out. He says, there's like boulders uh, in the road uh, that I'm trying to go down. The path is crooked. It's not straight anymore. He says, I'm like a a, a man that's got a, a, a target on my chest so that Somebody can shoot an arrow right in my heart and and take me out. He says, my bones has been broke. My teeth, amen, has been, you know, knocked out with stones. He, he, You talk about a man that's suffering and going through some things in his life. Uh, he says, I've got all about being prosperous. Amen. He says, you know, I'm going through so much. He says, there's nothing but bitterness and wormwood, amen, that's coming against me. If your life is like this, I guarantee you, you need some compassion. You look for somebody to come along and help you in this kind of situation and troubles and trials to help alleviate what you're going through in your life. Amen. But I guarantee you, if you haven't showed it to anybody else, and ain't nobody going to show it to you. But notice what Jeremiah falls back to. He says, remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. Notice. He goes to a humble state. He says, I remember those things that I just told you. He says, I remember them, what I was going through. But I humbled myself. Amen. And as a result, he says, this I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion Fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seek him. Amen. The Bible says, seek ye the Lord why he may be found. Call upon him why he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he would have mercy and abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. And neither are my ways your ways, saith the 
Lord. For as the mountains, uh, amen, are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways uh, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Uh, God is able, uh, amen, to bring you through. Uh, He's able to show compassion on you uh, no matter what you're going through in your life. Uh, Jeremiah says, uh, I call to remembrance uh, those things uh, and I look back uh, and I see how compassionate God was. Uh, Some songwriter says, uh, when I look back over my life uh, and I think things over, I can say that I've been blessed. I've got a testimony. And what's that testimony? It is this. If God be for us, who can be against us? Praise God. Hallelujah. We've got to have compassion. Make a difference. Praise God. Don't ever elevate yourself so high that you can't help someone. Amen. Jesus said, because when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So let me encourage you tonight. Amen. And this study we will pick up again next week. Amen. Studying this. Amen. I think these lessons are so vital to our walk with God, especially in these last days in a narcissist society that we're living in. Is we as the children of God has got to follow our Father's example and our His pattern that He has set before us, and have compassion on every opportunity that we see, because someday we may find ourselves at a spot that we too may need compassion. Amen. Because I no man knows what tomorrow may bring, no man knows what tomorrow may hold, but Amen. But if we will follow God's pattern. And his directions, we will be all right. Amen? Praise God. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Let me encourage you. This Sunday is Easter Sunday. Amen. Resurrection, Easter Sunday. Amen. We will have our service at 1030, our discipleship class at 930. Please join us online. Amen. Praise God. And log in to with us. Amen. And we're going to have a good time in the Lord. I believe God wants to do some money for you. Amen. This resurrection Sunday. Amen. So join with us. Amen. And listen to the words of God. Let me encourage you. Don't sit in your house and become depressed. Don't sit in your house and feel hopeless. Amen. Now is a good opportunity for you and your family to have devotions together. Now is a good time for you and your family. Amen. To to do things together. To encourage one another. To edify one another. To build up one another. To help one another. Amen. You can make a difference. Call someone else. Amen. Encourage someone else. Send them a text of encouragement. Send your pastor a text. Let them know you're caring about them and you're praying for them. Your pastor's wife, let them know that you're caring about them and you love them and you're praying for them. Amen. To get through with them because, you know, they are going through a lot of things in their lives as well because they can't see you half of you and, you know, they're go- they are trying to pray for you. But believe me, as, as a pastor, you want to see your saints of God. You want to be able to hug them. You want to be able to shake their hands. You want to be able to be close to them. Amen. So praise God. So pray for your pastors. Pray for our nation. Pray for our district. Amen. As well, because a lot of changes is having to be uh, done. Amen. Ladies' retreat is having to been have had to be canceled. Amen. And so you know we had to cancel our. Uh, board meetings and all kinds of things. So there's a lot of things having to be canceled. So, amen. So please.
keep one another in prayer and join us. Amen. This week. Amen. Praise God. Father, we praise you again. Lord, we thank you so much. I pray for your children. Lord, keep your hand upon each and every one of them. Strengthen them in every place, God, and give them encouragement in all that they do. And we thank you and we love you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you in Jesus name.